Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast. You are now listening to the Week 11 Review, Week 12 Preview. Thanksgiving is upon us. We are finally at that point in the year. Almost done. Almost to Christmas, which I can't wait for. Um, But first, Thanksgiving. And with Thanksgiving, we have football. And that's what we're here to talk about today. My name is Evan. Uh, I am joined this week again by Jeremy. He's back. Um, last week was insane for, for me, especially. Um, it was just crazy. I, I had to really condense a, a spot in my, my schedule and just give you guys a 20-minute episode. So if you didn't listen to that and you want to go listen to it, go ahead. If you don't want to listen to it because it was only 20 minutes long, I don't blame you. But I had a really good week. Jeremy had a really good week, too. Um I'm going to introduce Jeremy here. I'm going to give him the floor. He's going to be the one that recaps the game for you, uh, games uh, for you guys this week um, before we get into picks. But first, I'm going to ask, what was your best bet of the week? I mean, I mean, I know you had a good week, but why? Um, well, our best bet's got to be the fact that we both had Najee and yeah. they blo- and they got that offsetting penalties on the punt to get us the ball on the five yard line, and he jumped in. That's got to be our best bet from last week. I mean, we got so lucky. Um, it was it was amazing to see him score. I'm so glad that he did. Uh, I was worried, honestly, after I saw just the first, I don't know, two quarters of, of offensive play calling. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. But, oh, man, there was a couple minutes there, or more than a couple minutes, where I was like, this motherfucker is not going to score. I just can tell. Yeah, no, I agree. That was definitely a lot closer than I um, expected to be, especially with the way uh, all the other running backs this week decided that they were scoring. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had five, Eckler had four. I feel like the running backs on every team were scoring touchdowns. I mean, even people that don't normally get in the end zone all the time were getting them for us. Yeah, it's been a long... I mean, it doesn't feel like it's been a long season. For me, it feels like we're in week five. Um, I don't know what's been up, but... This fall has moved ex- moved extremely fast, um, and I feel like just now, finally, running backs are running backs all over are kind of hitting their stride. We're seeing Antonio Gibson kind of get it going, even though he's been really injured. The Eagles' run game has been amazing. Gaskin took a couple weeks to heat up. He looks good for the Dolphins, um, and then even guys like DeAndre Swift, they're finally getting into the end zone. So it was a late start. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he's on my fantasy team. Uh, I just I just can't believe it. I mean, I marvel at him every time he, he makes a run. He finds these gaps, and it's not like he's, in, he's a speed demon, right? He's fast. He's very fast. But more than anything, it's, it's his ability to cut and find the gap and then get through the gap. He's very elusive, and um, it has been absolutely unbelievable to watch him. We are witnessing true greatness right now. Yeah, it feels a little different than when Derrick Henry does it because Derrick Henry just kind of goes in a straight line and then everyone realizes they can't tackle him, whereas Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor does not have the ability to just run in a straight line. Yep, that's true. And I think arguably, I mean, I think this is a more fun style of running back play to watch. Um, He does remind me of LaDainian Tomlinson. He he reminds me of him a lot. Um, LT, another amazing all-timer, Hall of Famer. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so happy to have him on my fantasy team. I got him for fucking nothing. So, really, really clutch. 
Yes, that's definitely helping the season or your team here come down to the end of the season. But uh, what do you say we get into the uh, recap from last week, especially that's since a, we both did well? That sounds good. Yeah, I'm excited. It's been rare the past couple of weeks, so let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Well, starting off with Thursday, we did have uh, Macaroni Jones and the Pats taking on the Falcons. This is where I thought our week might be going badly. Um Patriots walked away with a 25-0 win. Um, the Falcons' line looked like they're no longer getting paid, so they were done playing. Um, Matt Ryan was getting sacked left and right. Um, they couldn't get anything going on offense, and it was really just a horrible game to watch. Um, sadly, Evan did switch his pick to uh, Falcons plus 7.5, which I also had. Um, so we both started off the week 0-1 there. But then we turned it around from there once it got to Sunday. Um, moving on to Sunday, we had the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens uh, taking on the Bears. I can't remember if Justin Fields played or if he got yeah. hurt because I know he's not playing this week. He didn't play at all, right? No, so he did. Um, he did play. Uh, he had 11 attempts. Um, he was out pretty early. Dalton got a majority of the snaps. Uh, it's looking like a rib injury, and the turnaround is not going to be fast enough. Um, so we're not going to see him on Thanksgiving, but yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty hard hit for the Bears. Yeah, I agree. Especially, you know, that's supposed to be their franchise guy moving forward, yeah. and for them not to be able to protect him early, it kind of reminds me of the whole Joe Burrow situation, how he kept getting beat up and then injured, and then took him a while to get back, you know, to where he's at now. Yeah. But the Ravens and Tyler Huntley snuck out that win there um, at the very end of the fourth quarter. They were up, and then the Bears went up, and then the Ravens needed a touchdown to win, and they just so happened to get it and uh, keep themselves atop of the AFC North. So good for them um, to be able to scrape out a win without Lamar. Can't ask for much more than that. Um, moving on to another division rival, uh, or this one, that one wasn't a division rival. We got a division rival here. We had uh, Green Bay Packers taking on the Vikings. Um, Aaron Rodgers played very well. Um, the Vikings got out to an early lead. Packers came all the way back, drove down the field, um, like two or three times in a row there to, uh, end the second half. But, um, Kirk Cousins for once didn't fraud the game away. He almost did. He threw a pick, but it got overturned because Darnell Savage was out of bounds. Um, and he happened to recover from that and lead them down the field for the game-winning drive. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw for 340-3, and three, and Aaron Rodgers threw for 385-4. and four. I mean, that kind of sums up the whole game. It was just an absolute aerial assault on both sides of the football field. Do you have any takeaways from that, Ev? Yeah, I mean, it was brutal. Um, I would have won a lot of money this weekend, a lot more money than I did win if uh, the Packers had pulled this one out. That INT that Kirk threw at the very end, I was like, I I was sitting next to my brother. I was just screaming. I was like, this is vintage Kirk. Like, this is Kirk Cousins. And I had realized that that um, Savage has stepped out of bounds. And I was just like, no, like, this this isn't happening. And lo and fucking behold, what happened? Uh, Kirk marked, marched down the field and they scored. I was absolutely dumbstruck. Um Typically with Zimmer, we see terrible coaching decisions. And if it's not a terrible coaching decision, it is a terrible Kirk Cousins decision. He made that and he still got bailed out by the guy stepping out of bounds. Uh, This is a game that I think the Packers are going to kick themselves for losing. I think they should have come through here and won. 
uh, missed field goal in this game comes to mind, this game would have been tied uh, if the rest of the game went the same way. If uh, what the whatever the fuck his name is doesn't even deserve a name anymore, Crosby uh, hadn't missed that field goal. So this was a brutal one. Uh, Rogers looks really good. I did see after the game that he is injured severely. Um, he has a really bad toe injury or foot injury. So we'll have to see if that develops whatsoever. Um, but a really good performance from Aaron, uh, while he's in pain. Yeah. I don't see him sitting out. He's a tough guy. And I mean, it's just toe injury. He'll play through that. But speaking of Mason Crosby, they, they said they changed the snapper and the holder. And then since then he's gone downhill. And I know that can have some effect on the kicker, but you'd think that they would either a go back to the original snapper and holder yeah. or get a new kicker because this has been going on for weeks now. He's now kicking under 50% in like his last 15 attempts or something. It's absolutely out of control. Yeah, you don't see that in the NFL. I feel like uh, I was looking at some kicking stats this morning because of another show that I watched, and I, they were saying these stats, and I was like, there is no way that that's true. And lo and behold, I mean, I'm going and looking at these stats now versus like the 70s and the 80s. The field goal percentages in the 70s, 80s, and 90s are much higher. Were they as long? No, absolutely not. But accuracy over the past like 10 years is down an astronomical amount. I mean, it's crazy how much more kicks guys are missing. This year, uh, in recent history, 2019 was the worst year for kicking. Um, I think it was 85% of kicks went in, which is actually really low. Um, this year we're at 87, but I feel like I've seen more kicks miss this season than I've seen in a really long time. I can recall five or six games off the top of my head that have been decided by a kick. Yeah, no, I agree. I used to, I feel like when growing up, I've always felt like the field goal was three points. Like it was automatic. The field goal kicker was running out onto the field. I was like, oh, that's three points. And yeah. now like I see, I see my fantasy kick run out on the field and I'm like, please don't lose me points. I know. And I mean, look at me this week. I had young. I had Young Hui Ku. Uh, he had zero points. Like that could have fucking lost me the entire fantasy matchup. And they they got don't. There was a donut. He couldn't put up a single point. It's it's brutal, man. The kicking is crazy. All right. Well, let's now that we've gotten three games that we were on the wrong side of out of the way. <laughs> yeah. let, let's move on to something we won here. We had the Jonathan Taylor led Colts taking on the Buffalo Bills, who may be fraudulent. Maybe yeah. not. I'll get your opinion on that. But Jonathan Taylor, five touchdowns, 185 yards on the ground, added another 19 through the air. Um, Josh Allen threw for 210 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions, though. Um, he hasn't looked the same as he did last year. This is a game we were all over. You had Colts money line. I had Jonathan Taylor and the Colts spread. I mean, this couldn't have went much better than it did for us. Yeah, no, it absolutely could not have. Um... When I saw this, so the Bills were kind of my team last year. I was super sharp on them. Um, I picked most of their games right. I think like um, I had 10 of their games right all season, which was impressive for me. Um, Colts are that team for me this season. I can't seem to pick a Colts game wrong. I think I've missed one. Um, And I foresaw this one. I mean, I just knew that there was a lot of talk about, is Jonathan Taylor going to be able to to do it against a, a really good defense? Yes. Um, yes, he absolutely can. And really the rest of the game didn't matter because he ran riot on them the entire time. He rushed for almost 200 yards. I think he had over 200 all purpose yards, five touchdowns. Nobody could tackle him. And he just had space all over the place. And I don't think the bills defense is as good as everybody is saying it is. 
Um, they are fraudulent on both sides of the ball as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen out of Josh Allen what I thought I would see out of Josh Allen this season. And it's unfortunate because just as Diggs is heating up and starting to get those end zone targets and converting them into points, um, Allen seems to be turning the ball over more when he's not throwing to Diggs. So it's a problem. The Bills, I am worried about. Um, the Colts, I will say, before we move on, um, or before I turn it back over to you, the Colts are not a playoff, a, a, a Super Bowl contender whatsoever. They are not a playoff contender, in my opinion. They'll make it to the playoffs, but I don't think we need to worry about them um, getting any further further past what they're really worth. You know what I mean? Uh, their record is is relatively solid now, but I don't think the Colts are necessarily ready yet. Maybe a couple more years, um, and we'll see it, but not quite yet with Wentz at the helm, I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree. Jonathan Taylor's only going to be able to take them so far. And yeah. then, like you said, they, are, they do have some other young guys. Like Michael Pittman, there's some games he's there, and then some games he's not. But maybe, you know, two years down the line, he might be that star guy that they need out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on to a very low-scoring affair, um, a game that we covered our bets easily. Um, we had Baker Mayfield, a very injured and beat-up Baker Mayfield, um, taking on Tim Boyle and the Lions. Um, this game sucked. There was not a lot of points. Browns won 13-10. to 10. Um, you had Lions plus 14 and a half alternate. I had Lions plus 11. Um, those both covered these. Not a lot to say about that game. Browns um, aren't going to be very good as long as Baker keeps playing and he's super injured. Um, they don't have Kareem Hunt still. It's basically just Nick Chubb um, and Jarvis Landry versus the world. Um, and that can only get them so many points. Luckily for them, though, they do have a good defense. Yep. Okay, moving on to my favorite team, who disappointed me once again. What's new? Um, we had the Carolina Panthers playing at home uh, against the Heineke-led football team, who are finally back on a heater, I guess. Um, I was so out on the football team um, during the middle of the season, and then they beat Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden they know how to play football again. But they won 27-21. to um, I mean, Taylor Heineke threw for 206 and three touchdowns as well as no interceptions. Um, Antonio Gibson was back. He ran for almost 100 yards. He was bouncing off tacklers, no problem. Um, Cam Newton didn't turn the ball over, which was good uh, if you're a Panthers fan or looking to bet on the Panthers in the future. I mean, he had two passing touchdowns as well as a rushing touchdown, no turnovers, so that's good for him. Um, Evan cashed his Washington plus seven and a half bet and I cashed cam touchdown bet. So we did good all around there. Anything you want to say about either of those teams? Evan? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sold on the Panthers. I think some people are still, uh, I think the cam move is a move in the right direction, but it's all about if CMC can stay on the field. I wasn't necessarily sure. And nobody can ever be sure if he's going to stay on the field. I'm I'm tired of people kind of. Just saying, CMC's back. Yeah, he might be back for for three series, but like he's he might not be back for the whole game. He's the king of the blue tent. Um, I think he's amazing. He's one of the best running backs we've seen in the last I don't know decade. Um, but but you never know what you're gonna get. I think their receiving core is is good, um, but the distribution is not necessarily as even as I think it could or should be. But like I said, the cam move, move in the right direction. I just didn't think that the Panthers were going to come in um, and beat 
beat Washington. You know, I, I took a flyer on Washington money line because the odds were were there. It was plus odds, and I liked it. Um, and I thought Terry would have a good game. He did have a good game, and, and Washington won. But this was a game that could have truly gone either way. Um, a couple really solid plays and solid decisions from Washington, uh, especially at the end where they were converting those third, fourth downs. Um made sure that they they pulled the win out but this game was close man that score um if you guys didn't watch the game trust me it was that close and it was a really good game too i agree i know that was one of the more exciting games of the week that i didn't think was going to be exciting so that was fun Mm -hmm. to watch um just on both sides of the ball both teams look pretty good yep um, moving on to a game that wasn't necessarily exciting to watch, um, but it was, as Scott Hansen called it, the upset of the season so far. The Houston Texans traveled on down to Tennessee, RIP Dolph, and they handed the Titans an L. The Titans have been beating teams that I thought were way better than them all season. Yep. And then they go up against the lowly Texans, and they look like they can't play football anymore. I think this might have to do with them losing Derrick Henry, and obviously Julio Jones hasn't played in weeks either. Um, but Ryan Tannehill is not the guy. Um, with, and then without Derrick Henry, I think they might have some more struggles in their future. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, I agree. Um, I've seen streaks of fraudulence in the Titans all season. They have lost to two teams now. Um, that are at the bottom of their respective divisions, the Texans and the Jets. Um, This is a matter of playing down to your competition. Tannehill looked awful. I thought at the beginning of the season he might be a guy um, that could really game manage and get the Titans to where they needed to be. But with the loss of Derrick Henry, with the loss of um, an attacking weapon like Julio Jones, and it doesn't seem like we're maybe ever going to get Julio back to the way he was. He is old, so it makes sense. Um, you have to have the ability to break games and to take your team over the top. I don't know if Tannehill has that ability. Um, and I think moving forward, we're going to have to come to terms with the fact that the Titans are not going to be a team that are going to knock a better team off in the playoffs. Um, their record is not indicative of their actual skill level at this current juncture because of the injuries that they've had. Losing to the Texans at all, regardless of the condition of the field, which was something I saw a lot of pundits talking about. You just can't. You can't lose to the Texans. You can't do it. And and they did. So um, fuck the Titans. I'm so tired of betting on them. Uh, they get me constantly. Um, and this was a relatively unlucky result for sure. Yeah, I got to go back through the whole season and see what my percentage picks is on Titans games. I might have won one Titans bet all season, whether I bet for them or against them. So I'm definitely going to go look at that, and I'll send you the information on that. But that was also a game we lost both our bets on, so we're getting them out of the way here, and then we're going to talk about a bunch of winners. So that's cool. Um, Our next game was the Niners, who absolutely manhandled the Jacksonville Jaguars for four quarters. That final score was Niners 30, Jaguars 10. Jimmy G did what Jimmy G always does, and that's game manage the uh, Niners to a win. Uh, 176 yards, nothing impressive, but two touchdowns. Debo Samuel, 80 yards and a touchdown, of course. Uh, 80 yards on the ground, actually, and then only 15 through the air. I was mistaken there. Um, So that's a new role for him. Uh, George Kittle caught a touchdown. He's caught a touchdown in every game since he's been back. He's looked good. 
Um, James Robinson did play through injury this week um, for the Jaguars, but he couldn't really get much going. He only had uh, 29 yards on 12 carries, but he did sneak into the end zone if you have him in fantasy, so that was good for you. Um, I don't really have too much to say about this game. I don't know if you do. I just, I mean, the Niners are good, not great, um, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are bad. That's my takeaways, and yeah. that's kind of been the takeaway all season. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I think the Niners are just kind of an average team. Um, but I think the Jags are probably one of, if not the worst teams in the league. Um, they're fucking terrible. I don't trust Trevor Lawrence. I don't trust Urban Meyer. I think James Robinson is the one shining star on that team. We'll have to see how Etienne looks next season um, if he comes back from that injury strong. But yeah, I, I expected this game. I think I took nine or six and a half or something like that. Um Good result for the Niners, but you should be beating the Jags by t- by 20. You know what I mean? It, it, it should never really be that much of a problem. Yeah, no, there was, I mean, that game was pretty much out of question by like halftime. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You had Niners minus six and a half, which obviously cashed. And then I had under 45, which was close and it cashed though. So we'll take it. Next game, Dolphins taking on. The Joe Flacco-led Jets in New Jersey, um, we both took Finn's money line in honor of Dolph. Um, Dolphins won 24-17. I mean, neither team is good. Neither team has any relevancy once Week 18 is done, so I don't even feel the need to talk about that unless there's something you want to say. No, I really don't. Okay, moving on to a game <laughs> that I knew a lot of people in our chat were interested in. Yeah. Um, the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, baby taking on the New Orleans Saints in the city of brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Eagles came out firing, put up a hefty 40 points, man. 40 points. Uh, Trevor Simeon for the Saints um, threw for three touchdowns and two interceptions, so he was kind of boomer bust all game. Uh, Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns for the Eagles. Um, Miles Sanders got stuffed on the one, which upset me. Um, because I did bet a Sanders touchdown, but our bets for the podcast were you had Saints money line, and I shockingly took the Eagles, even though I hate them. Um, so we split there. Um, but the Eagles got to win. As an Eagles fan, what did you think of that game, Evan? I mean, I thought it was a good game, but every single time the Eagles win here, I just I don't know if it's because I'm a self-hating Eagles fan or because I hate the fan base because I do, um, or what, but. I typically pick out more negatives than positives. Um, This is another game where Hurts has to rush three in. I know that's part of the way he plays, and it's good to have that ability, but it's not a long-term solution for success whatsoever. Um, I think Goddard... Did Goddard get a touchdown in this game too? Do you have two? I think he had one. But yeah, they looked okay through the air, through the air. Um, but the ground game is going to get figured out eventually. The Saints have a good defense. Um, we did look really good here. We put up 40 points. I know it's it's a couple wins in a row now. Um, the Eagles look sharp, but I, I, I just can't see this team competing for anything. I really can't. I don't think we're there yet. Um, uh, There's murmurs of them sneaking in the playoffs. Uh, I know there is, and like that, this always happens. Um, there's always, like every year, the past five or six years, there's a couple weeks where the Eagles look really, really good, and then we come back down to earth. I mean, it wasn't last season, but the season before, the one after the Super Bowl season, where we snuck into the playoffs at the end, and they looked really good in those NFC matchups. And that's what happens at the end of every year. You start to get more NFC matchups, and the Eagles come out to play. 
Um, this game was home. It's huge. We don't like the Saints. That's another factor. M- made them play better, I think. Um, but but for me, I, I bet against the Eagles because I just think the Saints are are a solid team. Um, I forgot to factor in the fact that they weren't going to have Kamara. That is a huge problem. It's a huge thing that I should have paid attention to. Um, but Hurts is my fantasy quarterback because he runs, and he usually gets you some pretty decent points. Um, and I want the Eagles to win. So I bet against them because either way, I would have been happy, right? I'm happy the Eagles won. I'm happy Hurts played well. I'm sad the Saints lost and lost me money, but I'd rather not, you know, have bet on the Eagles, them lost, and all of the rest go bad too. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a double whammy. Exactly. It's not enjoyable. Yep. But moving on to two teams that also have potential to sneak into the playoffs, one more so than the other, in my opinion. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals traveled over to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders have been not looking great recently. Bengals have had ups and downs all season, but the Bengals did walk away with a 32-13 win in a interesting fashion. Joe Burrow only threw for 148 yards and a touchdown. This is kind of the Joe mixing game. He had 123 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you had Bengals money line. I also had Bengals money line, and I had a Joe Mixon TD. Um, I did bet them separately, but if you were like me, you also parlayed them together. So hopefully, people took that and you would win some money there. Um, Bengals look good. They look like they can make the playoffs, but I don't think they make a run anywhere. Is my opinion on them? No, I don't think they're ready yet either. Um, it really everything falls up to Burrow. If he doesn't turn the ball over, the Bengals win. If he does turn the ball over, the Bengals lose. That seems to be a recurring theme. Um, he's still not getting the protection that he needs. I've seen him limp in every single game that I've watched so far this season. That is a problem. Um, and really, more than anything else in this game, uh, Raiders costly turnovers and just looking poor on it in an offensive sense. They lost rugs. Um, and that's been the whole rugs thing. And then the Gruden thing ever since that happened, uh, I just feel like the Raiders experiment has kind of been on the downturn. I think it continues to turn down. Um, and, and I'm, I'm done betting with the Raiders, I think for the rest of the season, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're kind of fade them or stay away territory at this point. Yeah. Moving on to America's game of the week. Um, which was a lot more low scoring than I'm sure 90% of people imagined. Um, Dallas Cowboys traveled over to Arrowhead, take on Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs, who might be back, might not be back. I don't know. But the Chiefs won 19 to 9. Um, you had the Cowboys money line. I had Chiefs minus two and a half. And you asked me about my best bet earlier. Um, I think this game might have been it because I took Chiefs minus two and a half, minus five and a half, minus seven and a half, and minus nine and a half. So um, I can't really complain there. Yeah. Dak Prescott did not look good. Um, 216 yards, uh, two picks. Patty Mahomes looked good, not great. Uh, 260 yards, and he also had a turnover. Um, there wasn't a lot of scoring in this game, like outside of the first half by the Chiefs. I mean, the Cowboys never really did any scoring, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Both teams are going to make playoffs. They're both going to make runs. Um, but neither team convinced me there that they are Super Bowl champions. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with you. Um, we'll see. You know, the Chiefs, I talk about Chiefs magic all the time. They have something special there uh, on offense. It wasn't here this game, but the Cowboys, I mean, are the Cowboys paper tigers? What do you think? I kind of think they are. I agree. Yeah, I would have to 
I agree. I, I just, I mean, it's games like this. Like, you're not going to show up against the Chiefs. They didn't show up against the Broncos. Like, they're not showing up against teams that I think, if we factor in their, their performances all season, you would imagine the Cowboys would show up, at least in this game. Um, and they didn't. They looked really fucking bad. So, um, I'm not sold on the, the Cowboys. I was a couple weeks ago. Now I'm not. I'm changing my tune a little bit. Uh, people seem to think that somehow the Eagles could make a run uh, if the Cowboys really play like shit and the Eagles start to win some games or continue to win some games um, that they could swap places, but I don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, really bad from the Cowboys. Really, really unlucky, or not unlucky, just borderline um, bad result. Yeah, I agree with that consensus on both teams, honestly. Yeah. Um, a team you're a big fan of, a team I've been trying to go against all season, which hasn't worked. Um, the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins Cardinals yeah. traveled over to Seattle and beat up on Russ and the Seahawks. Um, I think I'm out on the Seahawks. Too many injuries. Pete Carroll seems to have lost his edge that he had for so many years. Um, teams have just figured them out. And, I mean, if the Cardinals can beat you with Colt McCoy and no DeAndre Hopkins, you don't really have a future in that division. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think the experiment with Russ uh, is probably done. I think you got to move on. Um, another show I watched said this morning that they think blowing it up, keeping your offensive talent, paying them, and getting a quarterback that you don't have to pay as much um, is the solution. I think I would probably agree with that, to be honest. Um, that's when the Seahawks were really good before when they had offensive talent, a really, really, really good defense. Um, and just a, a guy that they didn't have to pay that much. That was Russell Wilson when they were really good. So I think that's probably the direction they need to move in. I don't know if replacing Carroll is the move. They also said that people I was listening to, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think Pete Carroll probably still has a place in the NFL. Maybe it's not with the Seahawks. Um, but he does seem to have lost his edge this year. This game is more of an indictment of the Seahawks than it is, um, any sort of praise for the Cardinals, in my opinion, but Colt McCoy, he's, he's looked pretty good in a majority of the games that he's played. I think he's played three games now. He's looked good in two out of three. Um, and the, the story for me here in this game was, was Zach Ertz. He's looked very, very good, um, since throwing on that Cardinals jersey. I think he's got four touchdowns in four games. Um, so that's impressive. And he's breaking tackles, which he never used to do for the Eagles. So um, overall, a, a great result for the Cardinals. And I think I'm with you. I'm out on the Seahawks. Okay, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, I mean, when Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins come back, Cardinals might be looking scary here, mm -hmm. um, as they did early in the season. But moving on to what was probably the best game of the day, which looked not exciting going into the fourth quarter. And then the Steelers made it very exciting. Um, we had the night game. Pittsburgh Steelers took on Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi yep. um, and put up a hell of a fight, man. Uh, a 27-point fourth quarter um, to try and come back and win that game. But they did fall just short. Like we said, Najee got us both a touchdown, and Eckler scored four. He was strumming his guitar. Um, ben Rosberger threw for 275 yards and three touchdowns. Jay Erbo threw for 383 touchdowns and ran for 90 yards. Fun fact, first player to ever do that. 
Um, so all around exciting game. Um, Big Ben is still painful to watch. Um, I don't care if he doesn't throw any picks. He still is floating the ball. And it, it's nowhere near anyone. Um, I, I mean, this looks good for the Chargers offense. Their offense had been bad for a couple weeks. Um, and the way they put up points was good. But they can't be letting teams... I know it's not their offense's fault, um, although they could have not went three and out and maybe held the ball a little longer. But they can't be letting up 27 points in the fourth quarter and expecting to make a run. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I mean, this was... This is just all about the... the um, I've been mixing up the Packers and the Steelers all week, but I mean to say Steelers. Um, bad play calling in the first half, like really, really bad, and then they came back at the end. It's always the end of the game where something happens for the Steelers. They either throw it or they come really close to winning. There's no sort of cruise control on the Steelers whatsoever, and I think it's it's indicative of turmoil in a coaching sense, in my opinion. I think that's what this comes down to. I think the Tomlin experiment, which has been a long-running experiment and has been successful, is probably over. Um, unless he gets a new OC in DC and really decides to switch up the way he wants to play, then maybe it's not over. And if if the Tomlin experiment isn't over, then the Roethlisberger time is done. We need somebody else in there. Um, and then we'll see the Steelers maybe start to not be so fraudulent. But right now, what you see at the beginning of the game is not indicative of what you are going to get at the end of the game uh, in terms of product from the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Okay, moving on to our final Monday game. We'll just go quick. That way we can get on to our bets because I know we have been taking a while. Yeah. Um, game that went kind of the way everyone wanted it to go. Or expected it to go, I should say. Um, I'm sure Giants fans didn't want it to go this way. But <laughs> Buccaneers took on the Giants. Uh, Buccaneers won 30-10. to 10. Danny Dimes looked like the Danny Dimes we all know. Um, and threw for 167 yards and two touch or two interceptions, of course. Tom Brady looked like the Tom Brady we've known for 20 years. Threw for 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Not his fault, though. It did hit Mike Evans in the chest. And he forgot he was a wide receiver. Pushed the ball up in the air. And it got picked off. Um, but Mike Evans did lead the team with 73 receiving yards. Gronk came back and had 71 yards. Chris Godwin had 65 and a touchdown. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of running the ball. I think they ran for like 100 yards as a team, but that was more so when the game was kind of locked up there towards the end. Um, yeah, just kind of went as expected. I don't know if you have any takeaways, but I didn't really think too much of that game one way or the other. I thought the Buccaneers were going to get off their losing streak, and I thought the Giants were going to be bad. Um, yeah, I thought. The Bucks would be okay. I think I said last week that the Bucks would come back and kind of right the ship here, no pun intended, um, for the pirate base team. But yeah, they looked good here. Um, this is a good result. Brady ran last night for the first time. I've seen him run in a really long time, and they just look good. Um, they don't run the ball, which is going to be a problem, I think, moving forward. But um, they look so good in the air, and their defense is, is really sharp too. But no more Garrett. Fuck Jason Garrett. He's gone for the Giants. They're going to get much better. Yeah. I think he was a spy for Jerry Jones this whole time. I mean, I don't know what he is, dude. I don't even think he's qualified to be, like, work at a Costco. Like, he should be, like, locked away in a dark room somewhere. All right. But that wraps up Week 11 for us. So we can uh, move on to Week 12 if you are ready to roll. Yeah, I'm ready to rock. Let's fucking go. Um, All right. Your NFL Week 12 preview odds are on FanDuel, as they always are. We have the Chicago Bears taking on the Detroit Lions on 
Thanksgiving. Wow, there's three Thanksgiving games. I cannot wait. Chicago Bears currently a three-point favorite. Andy Dalton's going to be playing this game. I love the Bears in this game. I'm taking Bears money line at minus 164. Yeah, no. Um, Bears money line for me as well. Andy Dalton had a career as quarterback in the NFL. Tim Boyle sounds like he was like a science teacher mm-hmm. or something I last agree. week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, give me the Bears money line. Um, I'll probably end up sprinkling something on a DeMont touchdown too if people are looking for TD scores just because, yeah. I mean, I think once they get in the red zone, they'll kind of try and let him do the work um, mm-hmm. instead of Andy Dalton. Um, so that's something to consider as well. But yeah, get me down for Bears money line. You got it. Next, we have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are currently a seven and a half point favorite at AT and T Stadium, minus three thirty five on the money line. I don't think we're gonna have Amari Cooper for this game, and I'll bet you right now that we have another COVID diagnosis before this game kicks off on Thursday. I am very, very worried. The over set at fifty and a half, which I also don't like um i think the over probably does hit but i'm gonna take a flyer and take cowboys minus five and a half alt spread um at minus 160 i think those odds are decent and i think the cowboys do win by a touchdown all right i like that bet i'm also on the cowboys side i'm gonna do something a little crazy here um so i'm gonna do a little same game parlay Mm mm-hmm I'm going to take Cowboys money line and I'm going to take Zeke to score. That gives you plus 102. Um, Zeke, not the best week, obviously, this week uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, he's going to be looking to get in the end zone and be the guy that gets the turkey legs at the end. I don't know if people have noticed that, um, but they do the turkey legs at the end. And he's going to be doing his feasting, I think. So give me the Cowboys money line with a Zeke touchdown. Yeah, I like that. That's probably what I'm going to lock in for my SGP because typically for Thanksgiving games, I do an SGP for every game um, for like 5 or 10 bucks, and I definitely like that one. Okay. $25 back on both FanDuel and DraftKings, I believe, uh, for same game parlays on Thanksgiving. I know DraftKings, really? but I saw one for FanDuel as well. Yeah. Mm, I like that very much. All right. Buffalo Bills take on the New Orleans Saints. Bills currently a 5.5-point favorite. Uh, they go to Louisiana for this game. I like Bills five and a half. I love it. I don't even want to change the line. I think they have to bounce back against uh, or after that result against the Colts. Um, I like a Josh Allen masterclass first game. I said this guy's legit. Was two years ago on Thanksgiving versus the Cowboys. Uh, Josh Allen had a rushing touchdown. That is where I started my love affair with Josh Allen. I have his jersey, by the way. Don't forget. I love that man. I'm taking. Josh Allen rushing touchdown. Um, I'm not going to, I'm just taking Bills minus five and a half, but I'm telling you guys right now, this is going to hit. Um, rushing touchdown and Bills minus five and a half, but I'm just taking five and a half for, for sake of our, uh, our records because I need to start winning. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, I'm on Bills minus five and a half. Let's not overthink this. I know we said the Bills may be getting a little fraudulent lately. Um, and now's the perfect time to prove you're not. National television, Thanksgiving, everyone's going to be watching. We're all going to be taking naps. We're all going to be hammered, and they're going to put on a show. So give me the Bills minus five and a half. You got it. Sounds good. Tennessee Titans take on the New England Patriots up next. That game Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Not going to have all that many 1 p.m. games because of uh, the Thursday games. I like the Pats. They're minus 275 on the money line. I'm not going to go there. 
Um, I'm actually going to take Pats minus six. I think the Titans probably stay in this game, but I think uh, a loose, crazy touchdown at the end from the Pats is the difference here. So Pats minus six for me. This one, I'll bet you bites me, but I don't care. I don't think I've won a Titans bet all year. So um, if anyone's looking to make money, um, just make sure you fade me here in a second. (laughs) Um, I will be taking the Titans plus seven and a half. Patriots are bound to fuck it up eventually. They cannot keep this going. They don't have the talent to be doing what they're doing currently. Bill Belichick is like, I don't even know. He's a villain and he keeps figuring it out. But it's going to come crumbling down eventually. So give me the Titans plus seven and a half. I agree with you. I am 100% with you. I think that you're probably right here. Um, I'm not going to change my pick because when I change my pick, it never works. But I think that most sharps, like if I go on and look at action after this, people are going to be on Titans like plus seven or plus seven and a half. So I bet you win this one. Take the point away from me. That's probably going to happen. We'll move on to the New York Jets versus the Houston Texans. Jets currently... Oh, Jets an underdog. They are two and a half point dogs um, in Houston against the Texans. Plus 118 on the money line, minus 138 uh, for the Texans. Give me your pick first. I want to see where you're at. If Joe Flacco is playing, I want the Jets. I, I think the Jets are the better football team, but sadly yeah. they keep saying they might bring back Zach Wilson this week, and he is not the answer at the current moment. He's he's injured. He was bad beforehand, and he makes me really nervous. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to hold out hope that he, the trainer says no thank you to him playing, <laughs> and I'm taking the Jets' money line. They have more talent. Yeah, I'm on Jets' money line too. I agree with you. Um, I just think that they're a better football team. I've seen more offensive performance from them. I think they have more talent on the offensive end than the Texans do as well. So I'm going to go with them. Um, yeah. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Giants currently a three and a half point dog at MetLife. I've been to the stadium. Um, it's quiet. Giants fans. I mean, you guys are fucking weak. Um, I don't want to bet on the Eagles pretty much at all i think i like the over i think i like over 46 uh it's minus 106 versus uh minus 114 which is the under so this is something people don't see coming i guess the over um can't alt it down right now i'm gonna take eagles money line and the over uh that Puts you at plus 192. This okay. is, is going to bite me. But I'm taking the Eagles money line and over 46 total. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think this line might be a little criminal. I feel like the Giants are really bad. They are, but they just got... They, they're going to have Freddie Kitchens calling plays now, and I actually don't hate him. Um... I don't know, man. This is one of those games. Like, this is what happens. Teams fire their coach, and you don't know what to expect. Um, hmm. um, I'm gonna put out two picks for this game, okay. in hopes that I split. Okay. I'm taking Eagles money line. Okay. But I'm taking a Saquon touchdown. All right. Eagles money line. You're gonna do them separately or together? Separately. Okay. 
Saquon touchdown. All right, cool. You got it. Uh, this is a game, I mean, I, I can truly see this game being so strange. Like, it could go any of ten ways, honestly. Yeah, both um, teams have been all over the place, man. I know. I don't know what to expect. All right, we'll move on to another game where I have absolutely no idea what to expect. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take on the Indianapolis Colts. Bucks are currently a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Lucas Oil Stadium. Ah, uh, I hate this. You know what to do. Yeah, I know. I'm going to take Colts' money line. Um, I should probably take the Colts to cover. I know the alternate spreads are out now already. Uh, Colts plus 7.5 is minus 300. I don't like those odds enough. Uh, I'm going to take plus odds and just go for Colts' money line. I think I'm going to take a flyer. They've really hooked it up for me a lot. And like I said before, it seems like I can't pick a Colts game wrong. So... Fuck it. I'm going to take Colts' money line and, and just hope that, that JT goes off again. Uh, and by the way, if you're taking Jonathan Taylor anytime, just take John Taylor 2-plus because he scores two every game. Um, I'm taking I'm taking Colts' money line. Yep. Um, I'm essentially just going to take my free win uh, for the week, and I'm taking Jonathan Taylor touchdown. The guy is a machine. Um, I mean, he's going to score again or the Colts are going to lose by 40. So, um, I'm, I'm changing my pick. Okay. Jeremy has John Taylor touchdown. I have John Taylor two touchdowns. Um, two plus because I just think that, like I said earlier, when he scores once, he typically scores more than once. So I'm taking John Taylor two plus and Jeremy's taking John Taylor touchdown. I don't want. I mean, how how do you actually feel? I mean, I know we're not writing these picks down. What? How do you think this game goes? Um, I think the Buccaneers win only because I can see Carson Wentz doing something to absolutely botch this game. Yeah, see, I kind of agree. I think I'm. I think I agree. The pressure of him playing Tom Brady, I feel like, is going to get into his head because, as we all know, he is so soft mentally. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna blow it. I feel like. I agree. Okay, the Falcons take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has trap screamed all over it. Uh, Falcons currently a one-point favorite in Jacksonville. I think the Falcons beat the shit out of the Jags this week. Um, I know they're not good. I'm taking Falcons minus 5.5 alt spread. That's plus 170. I absolutely love that. I think the Jags are a significantly worse team than the Falcons, and the Falcons will have Cordero Patterson back. And there's no way Matt Ryan has three awful weeks in a row. I just think that the Falcons are back this week, um, and they look really good. Okay. Um, so the Falcons have scored three points in the last eight quarters. Yes. But yes. I could definitely see them turning it around here. Um. I just don't bet on the Jags. I mean, I'll never, ever do it. I did it week one this season. They lost. They got fucking smoked. Yeah. I've taken the Jaguars once this season, and they won, and I don't think I'm taking them a second time. So I'm going to take James Robinson touchdown. Okay. The Falcons' defense has looked downright horrendous. Yeah. Um, they are lost. I mean, to be fair, they do have to spend a lot of time out there um, due to the lack of offensive production lately. Um, but this is definitely a game I do agree with you that I think the Falcons win. Um, but I'm going to go with the James Robinson touchdown just to avoid any nonsense. I think that's fair. That's smart. 
Uh, okay, we'll move on. Carolina Panthers take on the Miami Dolphins. Panthers currently a one-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. Love the Panthers here. This is one of those games where I said I think the Panthers could string together some wins. This is the one I think they get back on track. I'm going to take Panthers minus one-and-a-half. I think they probably win by a touchdown, but I'm going to take the buffer um, just in case they win by a field goal and take Panthers minus one-and-a-half. Yeah, um, I think the Panthers are good enough to beat the teams they should beat, but not good enough to beat the teams that they shouldn't yep. beat. Um, they're just kind of one of those teams that's middle of the pack, and you know we'll get the job done, especially with Cam back looking good. Um, surprisingly, to be honest. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to take Panthers money line minus one twenty six. Isn't losing a lot of value, so um, I'll take the money line. Yeah, that's probably safe. Probably smart. Uh, okay, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are currently a four and a half point favorite. This game is in Cincinnati. I know there's already been some talk about Steelers money line. Mm, I hate the Steelers, to be honest with you. Uh, I actually hate betting on them. I'm taking Bengals minus four and a half. Just do I think the Steelers win? Yeah, actually I do. Um, but every time I think they win, they're going to win, they lose. So I'm taking Bengals minus four and a half and just literally praying, you know, that, that Roethlisberger takes a shit on the field. I think the Bengals are going to win two, mm. but what I'm going to do, I'm going to take the over. Um, the Bengals have only had two games this season where they, uh, there hasn't been 45 or more points scored. Um, and one of those games happened to be the Steelers. But um, the two games that it happened in were all back-to-back, and they were week two and three. And then since then, every game has been 45 points or more. So for that reason, I'm going to take the over. Okay, that sounds good. Um, but I do think the Bengals won. So. Cool. Uh, this game, by the way... Oh, never mind. That's next week. We'll talk about that next week. Um, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Denver Broncos is up next. This line screams trap to me. This game's at mile high. Herbert's a young QB. Uh, I think the the air game is going to be weird here, but the Chargers are currently two and a half point favorites uh, over the Broncos. I'm going to take Chargers minus two and a half. The only time the Chargers win is when I have them at minus two and a half. Anything more, and they get smoked. Um, so this is a perfect storm for me. I'm taking Chargers minus two and a half. If you guys want to take the money line, you can. It's minus 148. Gives you a little bit more of a buffer. Um, but I think the Chargers win pretty handily here. Yeah, I think two and a half is safe. I don't think the Broncos are good. They had a surprise game against the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. I don't see them replicating that. Give me the Chargers minus two and a half. Justin Herbert looked electric last week. Keenan Allen looks unbelievable. He's catching balls I didn't even know were humanly possible. Eckler was running all over the place. Um, back in on the Chargers. Minus two and a half. I agree. Minnesota Vikings are opening up as three-point dogs um, at Levi Stadium. This game's in San Francisco. I like Vikings money line at plus 134. They're probably going to fall off soon. This is a kind of a primetime game. It's 426. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Vikings money line. I just think they've looked too good in recent weeks, and... Um, the Niners are more fraudulent than the Vikings are. Yeah, these this is the battle of the frauds for sure. Um, going on here. I like the over too at forty eight. I think that's kind of even low. I mean, it's a high over, but I think it's low. Uh, what do I like here? 
I don't really like anything. But um Dylan touchdown. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with one because I can't I have no read on either team. Um I'm gonna switch too. <laughs> I'm I'm taking Dalvin. Uh he hasn't been scoring a lot this year, but they got him more involved towards the red zone last week. Um and he did sneak one in um against the Packers. And I think if they're gonna win against the Niners, they have to get him involved. You can't rely on Kirk. Okay, I'm giving you guys an SGP for this one. And this, this is so weird. Um, I am taking a Debo Samuel touchdown because he's been playing this flex running back wide receiver position and he's getting a ton of touches. Uh, I don't know if Elijah Mitchell will be back by this time or not. So I'm going to take a Debo touchdown and I'm going to take a Justin Jefferson touchdown. Um, yeah, that's a weird one. And what was your pick, Jeremy? Uh, Dalvin touchdown. Okay, cool. Man, I've changed a lot of these picks. This could be a really good week or a terrible week for me. There's not going to be an in-between. Uh, L.A. Rams take on the Green Bay Packers up next. Currently, the Packers are favorited. Uh, One-point favorites. This game's at Lambeau. <sighs> I know. This game just this makes me make noises. This is a hard I, week. I love, like... Just from an emotional standpoint, I have been high on the Rams all season, and I love Aaron Rodgers. I've picked him five years in a row in fantasy. So I'm going to take Packers money line. I don't think they get beat in the clutch two weeks in a row. I'm taking the over. Okay. Matt Stafford's going to be back. They're going to score some points, and you know Aaron Rodgers is going to score points. That's just a given. I think this um, is a three-point game. Yeah. yeah, I could definitely see this being decided by three points. Yeah. But yeah, I'm in on the over. I don't even know if like I I don't even feel like I want to watch Red Zone at four o'clock now. Now that I'm looking at this game, like I just want to watch Rams Packers. Give it to me, like yeah. I'm gonna have to have a couple screens. I mean, there's a couple. There's two really good games. Well, three really good games. I think I like watching the Chargers. Um, Vikings Niners could be really good. It could be really bad or really good. It's not gonna be mediocre. And Rams Packers is gonna be a fucking great game. I think. So okay, cool. I have Packers money line. Jeremy has forty seven and a half. I'm hoping Aaron writes the ship for me. Um, we have the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night. Lamar's going to be back for this game. Baker looks like a shell of himself. I'm hammering the fuck out of Ravens minus three and a half. I absolutely love that pick. Um, I think that this is an easy one for me. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. I am going to do a little same game parlay. Okay. Um, I'm going to take... I guess I can go Ravens money line. I was going to keep them at three and a half. But um, I'm going to go Ravens money line. And then I'm going to take under 54 and a half. The Browns offense has been downright horrible. I think you're fine if people if you just want to take the under in this game. This is one of the best games of the week to do it. The Ravens run the football, the Browns run the football. The Browns can't score if their life depended on it. Baker Mayfield looks like I don't even know how to describe. Him. He looks like he's playing in high school. Um and yeah, so I'm doing the 
Ravens money line and under 54 and a half. I would do 53 and a half, but for some reason Fandle wasn't offering it. All I wanted to do was buy up a touchdown, but I didn't have that option. So <laughs> 54 and a half it is. Okay, you got it. Yeah, I am having a tough time finding some odds right now on Fandle as well. I don't think everything's up yet. Um, Thanksgiving weeks are usually crazy with odds, so it makes sense. But yeah. Okay. Um, last pick of the week. What do we have? Seattle Seahawks versus the Washington football team. Jesus Christ. Mm. Why? I don't know. This is the worst primetime slate of the season. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh... I'd rather go back to the London games and watch the Dolphins versus the Jags. Yeah, I agree. Gun to my head, I think the Seahawks win this game, actually. Like I think... They can't lose to the football team. Can no, they? no, no. They have to win a game soon. They have to. Like, Pete Carroll will be in the gutter. Yeah, I'm going to take Seahawks money line. I actually, I, I like it. I don't know why, but I do. I think D, Me too. D, DK scores too. If this game was on at any other time during the day, it would not see a dollar nope. from me. I agree. But look for them. They know what they're doing, and they know since it's the only football game on, I will be betting it, and I will be betting Seahawks money line with you. Yeah, I... Okay, we're all, we're both on Seahawks money line. What's your lock of the week, dude? I mean, I have to know what it is. Oh goodness. Um, do you have yours prepared currently or no? Yeah, I do. Um, all right, let me. It's John Taylor touchdown, Austin Eckler touchdown. Um, and I've been toying with maybe putting another touchdown in, but I feel like I don't want to. Um, here's what I'm gonna take. I'm going to take Bills minus five and a half. I'm going to take a John Taylor touchdown. And I'm going to take an Eckler touchdown. I don't, I can't give you the odds for it right now because not all the odds are out. But as we get closer to the week, I would imagine all odds will have to be out by tomorrow because everybody's going to want to put their parlays in that have all the games. Um, when that comes closer, I'll give you guys the odds on, on Twitter, but yeah, that's what I have. Bills minus five and a half, uh, Mr. South Jersey, John Taylor touchdown and Austin Eckler touchdown. Okay. See, now you've inspired me because I was so hot on the touchdown scores last week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give two different ones. My just straight one bet, bet of the week, Eagles money line. Okay. That. Absolutely pained me to say, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> but what I'm going to do, we're going to give a little SGP of the week. Okay. Give me Najee, Joe Mixon, both to score a touchdown. It was giving me vibes of the Eckler Najee we took this week. So I'm going Najee, Mixon, touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I think that is an absolute lock. Um, and we're going to have to give the people the odds. But I, I literally like every single one of these locks. I'm feeling good going into next week. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm excited. Yeah, I kind of like these lines, I think. I do too. I think there's a lot of hard games, but I think the lines are fair. Um, that's gets rarer and rarer each week where I'm like, okay, Vegas didn't fuck up massively, massively with these lines. Um, but every time I think they fuck up, they you know, that's what gets me, you know? Take me back to week seven, man. I know, dude. When everything seemed normal, that was the week that I missed one one leg of a parlay. It was fucking Steelers. Steelers minus five, dude. <sighs> okay, that's it, guys. Um, 
That's all you're getting from us this week. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know when I'm going to do the Premier League show with Matt because <laughs> my girlfriend comes home tomorrow and I'm really not going to have the time to record. But I'll worry about that with him later. Um, thank you guys for listening to Jeremy and I. Thank you for listening to the NFL show. Uh, from both of us, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a fantastic time. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the time with your family. And most importantly, more importantly than all of that, check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we have the podcast wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify, iTunes podcast, um, and SoundCloud. Make sure you check us out on all those places. DM us, text me. If you have my phone number, you might. Um, and, uh, we'll catch you next week. All right. Take care of yourselves until then. Um, and we'll see you.